to the Urban Planners Podcast, hosted by Gigi the Planner. This podcast is about all things urban planning related and otherwise. In this setting, we'll discuss the ins and outs of the planning field. We'll even delve into some very controversial topics involving the role planners have to take in their everyday lives and jobs. Without further ado, let's jump right into today's episode. This This is Gigi the Planner. Welcome everyone to episode 33 of the Urban Planners Podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to dive into applying for the AACP and give you guys some tips and tricks on things that you need to do. Back episode 23, 10 episodes ago, I talked about is the AACP certification worth obtaining? So you guys can go back and check out that episode if you want to get my personal feedback and objectivity towards whether or not I think that you should get the ASCP. And basically, what I said is that yes, you should. So, a few years ago, I decided that I was going to pursue the ASCP. Now, disclaimer before I move any further, I have taken it once before. I did not pass it, and I'm due to be taking it again, hopefully, sometime next year. The test is pretty difficult, like many of you all may know or have experienced. Years ago, I applied for the ASCP. Now, first off, I knew about the stipulation that you need to have two years of experience if you have a master's in planning from an accredited school. You need two years of working experience. I graduated at the age of 21, like many of you guys know, and by the time I graduated, I had almost had two years of experience. So I had to wait a few months. I was like, okay, I'm going to apply. Now, mind you, that whole time I had been working, part of the time was as an intern, part-time was as a part-time employee. And so I was like, I'm going to be the youngest ASCP certified planner because like I said, I was like 21 at the time. So lo and behold, as I started looking to everything, I'm like, wow, I won't be able to apply yet. So the reason why I wasn't able to apply is that in the APA stipulations for applying, you have to have two years of full-time experience. So I only had two years of part-time experience. So I had to wait basically four years before I could apply. So that was a a bummer for me. So that is one thing that, you know, keep in mind. I know most people don't really work part-time, so that's probably not really an issue for most people. But it was an issue for me because I thought I was like, I'm going to be the youngest person ever. And lo and behold, whoop-de-doo. So two years of full-time experience and part-time experience is equivalent to 50%. So basically, let me show you that four years. Now, one thing that I did notice, like when I was actually applying, when you put that you're part-time, they automatically deduct, make it 50%. Even if you're not actually working like 20 hours a week, because 40 hours would be full-time. If you're working, say, only 10 hours a week, and you put that you worked this job part-time, I remember, automatically deducted as 50% regardless. So that's just something to keep in mind. So if you worked more than 20 hours a week say it's 30 hours a week it's still considered like 50 percent so that was one of the things that i realized going into it that i will have to have basically four years part-time experience doing that so one thing that apa allows you to do as a part of the experience is that you can include internships as a part of the experience I think that is key for a lot of people to understand that because I think that really helps a lot of people maybe take the test a little bit sooner, thinking that you need 
only professional experience as a planner, but you could use internship experience as well. Now, the caveat to that is that the internship experience can't be for college credit. If you enter somewhere for college credit, you can't count that, but if you enter somewhere else not for college credit, that can count towards your two years of experience. Now, mind you, a lot of times internships may not be full-time, so you'll only be able to count that probably 50% or part-time. And then there's also a lot of different other things that people can look into as it relates to the types of experience, like non-traditional planning experience. All those different things are things that a lot of people don't really think about. So APA has a guide called ASCP Guide Part 1 Certification Application. Now, you can look up this guide, it's 25 pages, and it basically goes through everything that you need to know about really applying for the exam. Now, they have a part about non-traditional professional planning experience. So general or traditional planning experience would be in government or maybe for a private firm. Non-traditional may be unpaid work or volunteer experience, which could potentially be included but basically, what you have to do is you really have to justify how your work was related and applicable. I highly suggest that people look through this guide. Even elected appointed officials could apply. Even professors can apply. I do know a lot of my professors back in my old school. They became ASCP certified planners and they didn't actually have any planning in the field experience, more just like planning teaching experience. So that's something to consider for everybody. Even if you're a professor, you can still get it the ASCP. Now, in addition to that, education and employment verification. So, like I mentioned, if you have a master's in planning from an accredited school, you need two years of experience, and it goes down the line with a lot of different options for people. If you have a bachelor's degree from a planning accredited school, you have the three years of professional experience. If you have a graduate degree in planning that's not from a planning accredited school, three years of experience as well. If you have any other post-grad, graduate, undergraduate degree, four years of experience, and you have no degree at all, eight years of experience. The eight, that is usually not the case for most people that's maybe you're older, then at that point you do have the experience. So most people in the planning field today are actually in the planning field because they went to college and got that degree possibly in planning or something similar to planning. So that's something for everybody to consider. There's different number of years of experience based on where you went to school, basically. So keep that in mind when you're looking to starting to apply for the ASCP. Now, in addition to, you know, like I said, the education verification, now you have to submit some type of verification that you actually got this degree. They're not just gonna take your word for it, unfortunately. So you have to either submit an official transcript, a notarized photocopy of your diploma once it's received, or a letter from the school dean registrar or program director confirming that the degree was conferred. So you have to provide some type of proof for that. In addition to education verification, you also have to provide employment verification. So when you are applying for the ASCP, you have to list all your jobs that you're trying to basically get credit for. Now, say you've been in the field for 15 years and you only need two years of experience to justify that you can get the exam. You don't have to put all the jobs that you may have had for the 15 years. You can, but you don't have to. 
But all the jobs that you do provide, you have to provide an employment verification letter. So that sometimes that deters people from actually providing all their work experience because of that. And that was what happened with me initially when I first applied. I'm like, okay, I'm going to use this job here, this job here. Had a few internships, a little bit different places. And so I was going to pick and choose which one I did or didn't want to add. So I did that. And then when I got down to the essays, and let's talk about the essays, is like the crucial part. That's usually the part where people get denied based on the essays. They don't get denied based on the education verification, employment verification, those things you don't get denied for, or even levels of experience. So one thing I think is important for people to understand, even though you really can't get around submitting all this information into the system. So the system is online. You apply, you have to put your job in there, you have to put like if you're part-time, full-time, how many hours a week type of thing. And if you think that you're just gonna input the information and they're just gonna like take your word for it or it doesn't calculate everything because it calculates. When you put that employment in there, they calculate everything. If you think you may be able to like slide in stealthily, it's not that easy. So yes, like I mentioned early, a second ago, the essays are usually the make or break for people as it relates to them being accepted to take the AACP. So, you know, it's, it's like a really weird system. Like, you have to apply to take the ASCP, and they have to approve you to be able to take the exam that you pay a whole lot of money for. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. So, there are three essays that you have to write based on your experience. One thing that I didn't realize initially is that if you're going to write about an experience from a particular job, you need to provide the employment verification letter for that job. And you need to include that job as one of the jobs you listed to get your experience credit to get the ASCP. So, for instance, with me, there was one job that I wasn't really going to use and put on there because I didn't feel like maybe getting the employment verification letter. And then when I got down to the essays, I'm like, I have to include this job because the work that I did at this job, I could you know answer the questions to that work. Keep that in mind. Look at everything. Now three different things you have to write about. These essays were difficult for me. The reason why they were difficult, and I would say, um, especially if you are taking the exam right when you're like meeting that employment criteria, like the two years or three years, maybe even the four years, you may not be able to openly be able to answer these questions just straight out. So you have to sometimes be a little bit unique in how you answer the questions. I had to be. Thankfully, I was able to pull some stuff together, figure out like what type of work that I did that could lend to me being able to answer these questions. But it was difficult because especially if you're like an entry-level person and you're looking at these questions, like the work that I did is not really suffice for me to be able to answer these questions. Yes, it can be difficult for you to answer these. So criteria number one is demonstrate a professional level of responsibility and resourcefulness while applying a planning process appropriate to the project or situation. So that's criteria number one. You have to write an essay 250 to 500 words for that. Criteria two is evaluate multiple impacts to the community when implementing professional planning tactics. And then three is influence public decision-making and public interest. So all of these essays are based on your personal experience. So it can be a little difficult to 
be able to answer these questions like I, like I was saying. You're going to have to maybe, I don't want to say pull some strings, but you're going to have to be very diligent and like digging deep into the work that you did to answer these questions. Unfortunately, people do not pass these essays, right? And when that happens, then you have to apply again, pay that money again. One thing that I highly suggest, and that happened to me actually the first time around, and I'm like, oh, now I gotta wait to the next go around. One thing that I highly suggest people to do, two of my essays passed, one didn't, okay? And I got a response back from APA, and they told me the things that was wrong with my essay. The one essay. So what I did was I make the modifications as best as I could. I sent it over to maybe about five people that I know had ASCP certifications already. I sent it over to them and asked them for their feedback and any recommendations on like things I should change. And I also provided them the response from APA. And so they all gave me their responses. Now, I'm not going to say that I would suggest maybe five people. That's a lot. It's hard to put five people's different responses together. Luckily, I was able to. But at least I would say two, three people. I would send all three of your essays over to them and try to get that review prior to you submitting. So I will say that. Yeah, so just keep that in mind because people do get denied this. And it happens quite often enough. So also I would say is that you should look into applying for the early bird window. The early bird window is usually maybe five months before the exam. Don't quote me on that. But the early bird window is before the regular window. What happens with the early bird window, you will find out earlier that you've been accepted or not. So if you apply for the early bird and you find out early, then you have more time to study. Now, if you apply for the, on the regular window, usually they'll tell you, I think it's maybe like a month and a half before that, before that you actually take the exam that you've been accepted. Now, it doesn't really allow for you a lot of time to study. Now, of course, not to say that you, you can't study even if you don't know, but personally for me, if I don't really have to be studying, I wouldn't be studying. So... I highly suggest people to apply for the early bird. Also, what happens with with applying for the early bird, you get your response back sooner, whether or not everything's been accepted. And if it hasn't been, you can reapply again in that same window to apply to take the exam. So keep that in mind. A lot of people don't really realize that. So I will highly suggest that. So that was basically a breakdown of everything for the most part as it relates to applying for the ASCP. Now, I do want to speak a little bit about the ASCP candidate pilot program. They've been calling it a pilot program for a while. I don't know how long it's going to be pilot, but this maybe came out three years ago. And I'm like, I wish this would have been in, in place when I was like going through school. Basically, explain this ASCP candidate program that the, the the nuts and bolts of it is the fact that you can take the exam prior to you getting the experience. In the regular route, you have to get the experience first, then you take the exam. The ACP candidate program, you could take the exam first, and then you get your experience, and then get the certification. So basically how it works is 
You can apply while you're in school for the program. I think it's like $50 initially when you apply. You can apply while you're in school. They accept you. And then once you graduate, you can take the exam. Now, what I love about the fact that being able to take the exam right after you finish college, two things. First of all, you're already in the study mode. You've been in school two, three, four, five years or however long you've been and you just got out. Now you're just moving from studying one thing to the next thing. You're keeping that momentum of being in the study mode. A lot of times when you you know take a break, not to say that you shouldn't take a break. Some people have to take a break. Some people are able to bounce back after they take the break. But once you take that break, it's hard to get back into that study mode mentality. So that's number one. Number two is the fact that I think this is the most important reason why I think this candidate pilot program is really good is the fact that you can take the exam right after school, which allows you to use a lot of the things that you learn from school for the exam. So like for instance, there are some questions in the exam that's related to like history stuff. Now, if you were in school 15 years ago, a lot of the stuff you forgot. So now you have to relearn it. If you just got out of school, some of that stuff is a little bit more fresh in your memory, you possibly don't have to spend as much time studying on maybe that section of the exam or whatever. I, I think those are like two big perks of that. Another perk that I forgot to mention is that you are allowed to include that on your resume, the fact that you know, you're the ASCP candidate. So basically how it works is you graduate, you can take the exam, if you pass the exam, you're considered an ASCP candidate. You can put that on your resume. You get your years of experience. This is only for people that went to accredited planning school. So that means you have to have two years of experience. Once you get those two years, then you can say that you're you know, ASCP certified. So yeah, I highly suggest students to take part in that program because yeah, I just go from one thing, go from school to basically school again, studying for the exam. And yeah, you're still in that study mode. You get everything knocked out really quick. You don't have to worry about procrastinating because it's the thief of time, like many of us all know. That's basically what I want to talk to you guys about. Some tips and tricks on applying for the ASCP. I'm going to be starting back up, taking the exam again. Hopefully soon, like I mentioned earlier. And yeah, if you guys have any questions, feel free to email me sometimes. I'm always open. I'm always free. Gishla at ggtheplanner.com. Yeah, that's all we have for today, folks. See y'all next week. Ciao. Thanks for listening to the Urban Planners Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please head over and leave a five-star rating on iTunes and subscribe to this podcast so that you won't miss out on an episode. If you would like to buy personalized urban planning gear and other products or are in need of some urban planning career coaching, please head over to ggtheplanner.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and on Facebook at ggtheplanner. Have a great week and we'll see you next episode.